group of young heroes called the Animorphs. Hello and welcome to Metal Morph Millennials, the podcast that I started to force my friends to read Animorphs and yell at them about the difference between an alligator and a crocodile. My name is Morgan. And my name is Kate. And my name is Jason, and Grandma got run over by an Animorph. <laughs> an Animorphed reindeer. A blade ship. I don't know. <laughs> You're a fuckfighter. <laughs> blade ship. I like that. Yeah. Today we are discussing book number 12, The Reaction, which is the crocodile book? Question mark, though. We just I, read it. I, it's a crocodile. I, I Wait a minute. The, the whole time it's, they were saying crocodile and alligator. I know, and if they had just said crocodile and never brought up alligators, I would have, I would remember. But because I'm reading both of the words, my brain is like mixing them up. Oh jeez, no! Don't worry, I, I will be very indignant and and uh, thoroughly correct you if you go alligator at any point <laughs> during the podcast. Yeah, it's a crocodile. Okay, yeah. it's a crocodile, guys. <laughs> yes, I know. It's just sorry, there's no, a heavy difference. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of. I mean, I just recently like figured it out. It's like alligators have more of like a rounded snout and crocodiles have more like a pointy snout which is unfortunately the opposite of right because a c is rounded and an alligator an a is pointy so it would be great if they were the same but they're the opposite so oh there's your mnemonic device okay uh (laughs) no crocodiles um are very very can get very very big and uh Alligators, there. I mean, yeah, there. There's distinct differences, but we'll we'll eventually get into uh, those facts. <laughs> yes, and we have news. We have officially made it as an Animorphs podcast because we are now featured on AnimorphsPodcast.com. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. The official <laughs> website for all of your Animorphs podcasts, but don't listen to any other ones until you're done with ours. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta have faith and loyalty, guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, I've only listened to one other Animorphs podcast, and then I knew that I wanted to make my own, so I stopped. But once we're done with this, it's, you know, all bets are off. I'm just going to be listening to, like, six simultaneous Animorphs podcasts. <laughs> have a listening frenzy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've, and I've, so that'll be fun. I've thought about listening to other ones, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to give them the power. Ours only. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. You don't want to be tainted. Well, I don't want, this is like the only time I have ever dedicated myself to really not spoiling uh, the the series, just because as we're going through it, this is obviously very special, uh, making this podcast with you guys, and yeah. I'm really trying, I am, I'm fully in, in normal, uh, in my more normal life, I will skip to the end of the book if I feel like something's like in danger or wrong I will go online and look up movie spoilers I like spoilers I always like kind of knowing what I'm getting into with a new series but this whole series I have been actually really trying to keep it spoiler free yeah I I agree with Kate I haven't been reading forward on anything um so that I can you know like learn it the first time like the like the, I don't yeah, say the correctly, but like the, the the natural flow of you know if we were back in like the nineties, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, with key too, I don't mind spoilers. Like like my fiance like hates them, and if ever I ask him about something, he's like, just read the book, just watch this. I'm like, I'm just no. gonna go on the wiki. <laughs> I I I, yeah. I, lo- I love going down a wiki hole. Oh I, yeah, it's yeah. it's so fun, and I don't mind spoilers because I'm here for the ride. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like well, and my thing is is like. I think I've lost trust with authors at an early age because, like, I got, like, 
in different book series attached to different characters or especially animals. This always comes back to animals for me. And then I find out later on in the book that they kill off the animal or they kill off that awesome character. And I lose full trust with uh, an author actually <laughs> being able to, uh, or, or a creator being able to actually... Uh, uh, have my faith in them. So uh, that trust has been gone for a long time. And so I'd rather like know what I'm getting into before I dedicate myself into liking a series and knowing like, okay, is the animal going to be okay? Is like, you know, this awesome character going to be okay before I really invest myself and uh, all all feelings <laughs> into a see, new see, series. I, I understand that in a weird way where it's like, I watch so much reality competition shows where mm-hmm. I'm just like, I've been used to so many seasons where like they get rid of everybody I like and I just watch it begrudgingly just to finish like (laughs) the thing. You're just just like, like, why am I still here? (laughs) I'm like, I don't want any of you to win, but fuck it. I hate this now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say, spoilers, skip ahead 10 seconds if you don't want to hear this. Homer survives the whole series. (laughs) Thank God. Oh my gosh, Morgan. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Well, thank you. There is. Homer always, dogs always live. They have to perpetually be alive. You know, they could just be naming each dog Homer, like how in Witcher yeah. he just names each horse Roach. I found that <laughs> out last that. night. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> I can't. I, some people would be like, this dog is named Lucky. Okay, that dog died. I got a new one. This one's Lucky too. Like, no, I could not, never do that. No, yeah, each animal is individual. (laughs) Go ahead, Jason. (laughs) I mean, I was going to say, like, so my dog's, like, eight and a half. She's going to be nine soon. And, like, I'm just, like, I just, you know, occasionally, you know, you think about, you know, your lifespan versus your dog. So it's, like, I don't want another dog. I want my dog to live forever. Like, this is not not acceptable. I will not accept this. I will keep her alive through sheer willpower (laughs) and bend the universe because I don't. I don't want another dog. I want her. <laughs> exactly. It's your family member. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Those those are hard thoughts. Yes. Uh, so, Morgan, uh, I'm being very, very good and totally going against the grain of everything I stand for and not spoiling myself for this series because I love you and I care about this podcast. <laughs> you know, they say, you know, fame changes people, but Kate's... Wait, that's the opposite. Never mind. My thing doesn't work. This is changing her. This is <laughs> yeah, changing I'm, me. I'm By the force. Never uh, mind. Uh, social, uh, societal pressure is being forced. <laughs> yes. Doesn't work. And and um, Morgan's still hiding her uh, uh, spoiler tattoos that she has. Yes. For the series. <laughs> I, uh, I'm looking at the predictions list that you guys have, and... Are we spoiling it for ourselves anyway? <laughs> yeah, like some of this, some of, I mean, not all everything is accurate, but some of it's like, yep, I, I remember that. I remember that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, so. Okay. I'm powerful. We're powerful in some ways. Honestly, Jason's been the real key one in making the stellar predictions so far. I just have consumed so much media, <laughs> different types of media. Like I can just see things coming from like a mile away sometimes like i'm not i'm like rarely surprised by like like an outcome in like a movie or a book yeah <laughs> totally fair well, let's get into it because this one this one's a fun one yeah this oh. was i uh i laughed out loud a couple times with this book um it was it was really funny. Also, since we're gonna go into the book cover, right? Because uh, Rachel Rachel's morphing on this book. Yes, this is a Rachel book. Let me let me Google it real quick. Because <laughs> well, what I wanted to say was 
like, you know, it's called the reaction, which I finally like, oh, haha, yeah, that makes total sense with like the contents of this book, as opposed to like some of the other like subheader titles for each book was just like, why was it called this? Um, you know, just a little bit more vague. This one was like totally the reaction. Yeah, this makes perfect sense for the contents. But it says trust no one as the tagline. And when I like reread that, I'm just like, honestly, the trust no one really just reflects on just don't touch trust Rachel. She's not reliable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like she really fucks up in this book. Um, In great ways. Glorious. (laughs) Yeah. Can we find the inside book cover? Because I, I don't have it next to me i'd have to stand up and go go into that i'd actually room. have to exert physical <laughs> movement to go get it yes, we can wait <laughs> yeah i mean it seems fairly accurate they don't really mention though like because she is morphing when she's just kind of out and about they don't really mention like the clothing situation because you know hopefully she just had in the on the cover she's wearing just like some track pants and a t-shirt and yeah. Seems like she would be able to morph that for the most part because she's morphing in public. <laughs> so hopefully that wasn't an issue. Yeah, yeah, the whole default leotard thing. Well, they'd mentioned that like uh, she was still in her leotard when she was in the hospital. Spoilers, sorry guys, we're gonna get into it in here in a second. Uh, <laughs> uh, after the first incident at the beginning of the book, so like it seems like she has, always has her leotard on. Yeah. Like Spider-Man wears his suit underneath his regular clothes. There we go. Says the girl who just watched uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. (laughs) I will. No, No Way Home. No Way Home. home Sorry. Second one. And Uh, I will bring it up again, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was really cool, which I just learned because I, like, finally sort of paid attention to it, that Doc Ock is the same actor. I thought that was so cool. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, no spoilers for Spider-Man. Even though when this comes out, it will have been out. It'll probably be online by then. So anyway. Well, we already, we're recording this before Christmas, guys. And we know this is going to be dropping like later in January. So sorry. We're just going to have residual Christmas and residual (laughs) Spider-Man coming to you right now. (laughs) Well, you know, we did have a lot of Spider-Man references in book 10. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They they definitely did. And Batman too. So we got DC and Marvel uh, represent. So, um, getting back to the book, I will kick us off, um, chapter one. So, um, Raquel, um, every, so obviously it starts out, like, the whole, can't tell, I <laughs> can't tell you my last name, where I'm from, <laughs> like, but here's what I can tell you. I'm a super tall, blonde, super model. But, I mean, obviously she's less, like, full of herself than, than that. But, um, you know, it goes into a lot with Rachel's thing about, like, um, sort of looks in the beginning she's like I'm, i'd say i'm pretty i guess you know it's a lot, whole thing um and you know sort of talks about like fear and um how but the thing about fear is like you can't be afraid of it so like for, for full like fdr moment like the only thing to be <laughs> the fear is fear itself and she just she's like you just have to accept it and get rid of it so i guess that's sort of insight into why rachel's such a gung-ho sort of a person like maybe a little bit too much first she talks a lot about marco a little bit in the first couple chapters. Um, she's like, Marco's like her personal pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then they go about the sharing, which is, we know this, it's the cult, it's the Yerk cult, which is really fucking weird. Um, and this is actually like the scent, one of the, the sharing is sort of like this, a center point for this, or the impetus for the, sh- the shenanigans. The yeah. yeah. 
this okay so this is the, the it, chapter one ends with i just i'll talk about this a little bit but it says like um so it's like i know what you're thinking rachel has a crush rachel the person marco calls xena warrior princess because strong women aren't allowed to have crushes or romance <laughs> Um, she says what can I say cute is cute and cuteness is a very powerful force yes it is dogs have manipulated humans and cats too (laughs) with the power of cuteness and so and she's being very vague about this person so like we don't know yeah but you're very quickly gonna put the pieces together like who this probably is mentioning but basically they're at the zoo where they should honestly be spending a lot more of their time. Yeah, right? seriously though, can yes, they need to be there. They need to be um like quote unquote like I don't know, interning or helping Cassie's mom way more so that they can go acquire a bunch of shit. They and study. They need to study and practice. <laughs> right? Or do it at nighttime. Like, I don't know, guys. Like... Yeah, Rachel just flew over there one night and said, Hello, Grizzly Bear, how are you? And just acquired it. So yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, we can't make the protagonist too OP. That would be unfair. <laughs> <laughs> well, when the enemies oh. have like infinite amounts of hork even though they're endangered, like. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Actually, acquiring a hork would be super helpful as well. They could, like, all six of them just infiltrate a lot of shit that way. Seriously, they're just, they're just I mean, these are kids, so they're not, like, thinking, but they need to play more video games. <laughs> but, like, I guess, like, video games that didn't come from, like, the 80s and 90s. With but, Batman um, jiggling. <laughs> Yes. Yes. But um I think it's really just like 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 just maul a hork take the time to transform, kill it, or to acquire it, then kill it, and it's like go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna put that on the predictions list. <laughs> <laughs> but sir, it's just like I feel like they almost thought about it in an earlier book, and I can't remember which one. And it's just like, you're on to it. You've almost got it. Your hand is on the lid, Patrick. Yes. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the problem is that they have to be in human morph to do it, so it's going to be easiest for Axe to do. So Yeah, I mean, and we were also shouting the, like, the same thing when they had... Uh, Visor 3's Andalite uh, right, yeah. host uh, right at their feet trying to, you know, just saying, just kill me, like right in front of them. They could acquire him and at least gotten away with a lot more shit with having some Andalite DNA in their repertoire. And well, being I able just... to impersonate Visor 3 all the time. Uh-huh. I just I just don't know why they can't, like, slice off an arm and then acquire it later. Because, like, all the cells aren't going to die, like, immediately. <laughs> like just, Jason's like, version really... of these books are going to get even more gory. And yeah, from right? my understanding, this I'm just is, saying, gets pretty it's gory. About, <laughs> it's about having a living cell. Well, I'm sure there's living <laughs> no, cells totally, that are totally. chopped off. Like, you know, if you put it on ice or something. Like, yeah. I'm just saying. Being a whole body intact doesn't make sense. Because if you can acquire the the morph of like is something that's been amputated like so this this morph is like you know like the person is amputated so they're not like all intact but then you get the morph and then you're perfect because obviously the amputation doesn't have effect on the dna it doesn't make sense where you can't just like take the arm or the tail or the foot or whatever if it's like still has some like intact living dna like living Mm -hmm. self for that it's like i don't know whatever again they're children they're not thinking it's not supposed to be this easy for them Mm -hmm. because where's the fun in that but rant (laughs) over rant over just saying (laughs) i was there Y'all know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the zoo because there's a lot of shit that goes down, uh, let alone they should be working more at the zoo anyway. But uh, I kind of want to get into kids being stupid at the zoo. 
Okay. So, so very, very stupid. So they're on a field trip, which I miss field trips so much. <laughs> I miss field trips. Um, it was always really fun. So they're at the zoo and um, Cassie's sort of having a conniption about it because she's like, my mom's going to embarrass me because she's giving a presentation. And um, I'll get into this a little bit. Um, but they also mentioned a new, uh, the last uh, field trip they had was a factory that made bread and Twinkies. And Rachel was super pissed that they didn't give them any samples. But um, <laughs> yeah. there, might, there, might be a, there might be a typo in my book because it says they didn't give us any twinkles. And I'm like, is that supposed to be? Oh Twinkie? yeah, that's a that's a typo. I, it doesn't say that in. I don't think it says that in the hard copy, but I could go back and look. But it says that in my but, PDF. Because mm-hmm. I just know ho o's, the cupcakes, ding dongs, snowballs, which also are very sexy. <laughs> so they got this field trip, and we get this famous. This is a famous line where. Cassie's like, my mom thinks she has to be entertaining and be cool and all. And she'll start talking about the fudgies or Snoop Diggity Dog or Boys <laughs> 11 Men or Nice's Needs. I and highlighted so, that. Yeah. That was so like the fudgies. The fudgies. So Cassie told her mom that NIN Nine Inch Nails actually stands for Nice's Needs. And then yep. Rachel's like, that sounds like something Marco would have thought up. And she's like, he did. He wanted the CD. <laughs> And I said it. That's what it stood for. So my mom would actually buy it for me. That is, I I thought that was so funny. I was like, okay, Cassie, that's such a normal like like child thing to do. But it's funny because like it'll eat Cassie alive, and Marco's just like obviously the like creator of all this like <laughs> like dishonest. But like I thought that was funny, and they're like Cassie listening to Nine Inch Nails. But she said, what parent could possibly resist a rock group? named nice is neat (laughs) (laughs) and i related to this too because i had my mom buy me like yaoi books when i was like 16 or 17 i was like i like tricked her into that that was great Uh, this whole section i thought of oh jason's gonna have stories of how he tricked his parents (laughs) into something (laughs) i mean like i i like yes but usually like i was like such a good kid that my parents had no reason not to believe that i was like doing or gonna you know have anything or purchase anything bad but <laughs> i still have those books too they're on my bookshelf um, <laughs> so cassie's having a conniption she doesn't want to be embarrassed and she doesn't want her mom to also possibly find out that nice is neat is not a thing <laughs> <laughs> but it's still really funny um and so um they're just both drinking mountain dew <laughs> and hanging out at and, the zoo um, <laughs> and so they're at the crocodile pit they're leaning against the crocodile pit um half of the class had wandered on ahead right in front of rachel not 10 feet away some dumb little boy was climbing up on the railing and rachel's like hey hey get down from there and then suddenly he was gone over the edge into the crocodile pit so here we go now we're getting into something can we talk about kids being dumb at the zoo this is what i really wanted to talk about <laughs> <laughs> Because obviously, okay, control the children is um, my whole rant that I really wanted to uh, get up on a soapbox for. It's just, you gotta respect the animals. You gotta respect, you know, not getting, okay, obviously things happen and, you know, situations like animals getting out of zoos have happened before. Kids falling into it, way more stupid. Yeah, so my story around this was kids being stupid and yelling at the lion uh, cage Mm. at the local zoo uh, within our area. And uh, the lion was like going back and forth. And this is before they made it into a um, plexiglass panel wall uh, screen. It was still open fencing the lions on one side and uh, the rest of the screaming children on the other. Screaming children 
not behaving themselves, all shouting at the lion pacing. And it was pacing because he was getting ready to spray. And he sprayed all those children and peed <laughs> all over them through the fencing line. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think it happened way more often. And that's why they eventually put the plexiglass in. But it's just like, you need to learn how to be respectful to animals. <laughs> Yeah. And shouting at them when they're in enclosures like that, it's just, oh, it gets on my nerves so much. Yeah, just let them be and watch. Take a picture. Enjoy. Yeah, enjoy Move their on. beauty and, like, you know, what they are and how and they're, how cool they are. And you don't have to scream at them to be able to get, you know, to try to get their attention or to move or, you know, slam on glass and all that shit. Uh Oh my god, children need to behave themselves. It's, you need to be taught good animal etiquette when you're in those situations, especially when they're young. Okay, sorry, rant or over. Just no, or just no kids. Like, just or no or kids. No kids. Or, or just let the, let the lines pee all over them. Like, if they're going to be like that. That would be a fun experience. <laughs> well, I, I know, like, you know cat pee is one thing. Just think of it coming out of a super cat. Yeah, yeah. they have like a, at the San Diego Zoo, they have like a splash zone near the lion cage that's like, don't stand here if the lion has its back to you because you will get sprayed. You'd be stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so we really quickly find out the boy's name is Tyler. Cassie grabs Rachel's arm to be very intently and be like, I'm going to go get help. I'll be right back. Don't do anything dumb, Rachel. Don't. (laughs) Obviously, they know who Rachel is because she does it really she she i don't want to say she abuses her morphing ability but like she uh she does not use it carefully honestly Um, she probably saved the crocodile's life as well as the kid i know i was like worried the whole time i'm just like they're gonna come in and kill all these crocodiles because there's a little stupid human kid that fell in there yep so we get a little bit this uh we get some more description of the setting so so it's like it's a circular enclosure has moat and it's got like an island in the middle and obviously surrounded by water yeah the weird thing is is like it kind of like later was described like apparently like the outcropping where the kid like fell over looks like it was kind of like over some of the enclosures so there's like an area underneath the like um, platform that these people were like the humans are on that like kind of like hides some of the enclosure yeah and that's going to be rachel's saving grace and so we see that they're that rachel first sees that there's six crocodiles in the pit laying peacefully on the center island um they'd all been sleeping until the boy dropped down in and she noticed one crocodile's eye open and and she was like the, the mood for the kid it would be all over before she could you know before help would come um and she's like okay now they're all waking up and she's like, God damn it. Well, she says, oh, man. But in my mind, I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> um, she takes she takes a breath. Um, and she just, there's like, she's like, okay. She doesn't have, she says she doesn't have a morph that could take on a 15-foot crocodile. I'm like, yeah, you could. A grizzly bear could. An elephant definitely could. Elephants have been known to stomp on crocodiles. Like, a hippo, like, kills crocodiles or alligators. Again, Morgan, you said nobody acquired like, a hippo, though, right? Nobody's acquired a hippo, no. Oh, that would be such a good one for the final battle of this book was hippo against crocodile, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I'm just saying, like, I'm like, Rachel, like, your elephant is too big, too big for a crocodile to fuck with. (laughs) Then they're like, how'd the elephant get into the pen? (laughs) And you don't have to win. You just have to distract it long enough for the kid to get away. And you could use your trunk to lift the kid out. This would have been a good solution. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. She's just, they're trying to make the crocodile seem like next level shit. 
you know. So so Rachel's like, I either let the kid get eaten or do something dumb. So basically, she obviously chooses the heroic dumb thing. She <laughs> says, look over there, Jada Essence Hall. And, um, <laughs> and so every head turns, she jumps in, she scrapes herself up a little bit. Her right forearm is bloody, but she caught a branch, killed her speed, and dropped 10 feet to the floor to the crocodile pit. That would hurt my knees so bad. Seriously. So then, but somebody still sees her. She's like, oh my God, that girl fell in too. And now she's, no, she's trying to save the boy. Don't be a fool, you fool. Um, (laughs) So basically now it's this whole thing. It's this whole thing. Um, And then she notices really quick there weren't six crocodiles, but there were seven. And the seven was just inches away from her. And he was large, like 20 feet, I think she says. Um, So it was like really, really big. Of course, luckily she landed near the big one, so she gets to acquire the big one, like, DNA. Before she can do that, though, like, the crocodile snaps. She jumps in the air and, like, out of, you know, where she was, so she dodges, like, the the blow, like, the snapping blow. Uh, She landed on the croc's back, uh, scrambled wildly to get, it fell off, and scrambled wildly to get back on top of him. She hugs him and then acquires him. So she she gets him, he's in the calm, he's stopped flashing around, he stopped trying to throw her off, but she just noticed that its head turned to glare at him with that with one mean eye <laughs> and knew that as soon as she was done, it was on. Um, but something else was happening also. She like felt sick to her stomach while acquiring the crocodile, which is interesting. So um, like she swallowed some like spoiled milk, which is... Actually, I've done that before. <laughs> She had all these heat prickles on her skin. Um, so she acquired the crocodile. So she morphed, and it happened, like, really quickly, though, which it, I feel like they pointed it out. Like, it ha- like the changes began almost immediately, which I think, obviously, this, you know, points to, you know, farther than the book were, but... Um, so, you know, her skin on her arms turns yellowish-green, then darker, then almost black-green. Her skin began to crack, and you know how the bottom of dried-out lake looks? I'm like, I guess. Um, <laughs> California, I probably should. Um, oh yeah oh yeah it forms big irregular patches i always love peeling back those like squares when you see that it's so fun um gosh you know it just goes into a lot about her skin um and then you know her spine stretching and stretching and like bunchy cord noises and you know her limbs are getting shorter Uh, and so there's that too so the big crocodile was staring now at her and said little boy she's like what the fuck is this big crocodile doing here now (laughs) and so um Basically, oh, they described it to like an awful pimple for her face. Where you know, oh, I hated out. that description. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, let me pop it. Let me just pop it. Oh God. <laughs> um. So um. Now we're describing the crocodile brain. So the crocodile brain, Cassie, not Cassie, Rachel said, was it didn't do anything quickly. It was slow. She said it was like really slow. You know, like a super tanker maybe moving slowly, but like still impossible to stop. So it's like, I guess it's that feeling. It's just a slow, strong force. Um, and it was simple. She said it was no complex, no doubts, just hungry. And so, which is obviously like, ooh, there's a boy in here. She's gonna, you know, feast on the little boy flesh. Um, <laughs> and she's like trying to resist it. She ends up obviously doing an okay job at that. Um, but I think what really saved her for that is that the other crocodile and her sort of have to compete over who's going to eat the boy. That sort of gives her more to work off of instead of wanting to eat the boy. She gets in the fight mode, which Rachel's really good at fight mode. They're, they're fighting. They're like getting, I think it has her leg and it, no, wait, she has its leg. Let me look at this side. She, she, the other croc has her leg and she has its tail. So they're yes. kind of like in a in deadlock a circle. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not, they're not doing, like, the croc rolling thing yet. Or is that Alice? Fuck it. <laughs> There's no, the rolling part, but they're sort of, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, where they grab their prey, like, pull them into the water, and they roll them. 
yeah, but there's no rolling, so it's just more like a back and forth, like a munching or like grabbing, and you know, it's not, it's not, it's not super. But they are splashing. It's like around, I got so your tail, not... I got your foot, ha! <laughs> just go I'm around just in to, a circle. <laughs> I'm just trying to give details, but I'm like, I feel like it's not like it's, I don't want to like over describe it as like super intense. Because like, <laughs> they're um, not. They're not trying like, not to say like like it says she struck hard and fast like when she sees the crocodiles enemy crocodiles like belly but and he rolled away defeated and i feel like they're like well she didn't kill the crocodile it's fine <laughs> but oh i know defeated. i was like i was like so like oh god she killed the crocodile no it's fine because this chapter ends with you know and the crocodile lived uh with some surgery it's just, yeah Jesus. yeah exactly <laughs> Poor Croc, he was just having a chill day. Like, I don't want to be around these screaming children. I'm going to hide under this pavilion. Oh, look, hey, there's a kid. That's interesting. Wait a minute, what the fuck? Who's on me? And it's just like, yeah. I got to fight another crocodile now. He was just chilling. Bad yeah. day, bad day at work for him. <laughs> but but basically, so so like Rachel, Rachel wins. And now she's got to try to get this kid to safety. And so she's like, and she says she has no choice. She thought speaks to the kid. She's like, hey, kid, I'm the good crocodile. Climb on my back. <laughs> Apparently, he was a cool little kid, as she says. Because dumb little kid. He, he, the kid, Tyler, goes on her back. She swims to the, like, the, um like the part of the enclosure where he can like s- sort of like climb up a little bit better and then she races back to the alcove rachel reaches back to the alcove more backs to human and then there's like six um zoo trainers come in with tranquilizer darts and the kid's safe she's safe she gets out of it they all get out of it cassie has a crocodile morph <coughs> like rachel whoa. has a crocodile morph god damn it why did i get confused <laughs> they're like totally different personalities i do love um, how i did notice this like that all of their names start with a different letter which is very smart when you're character naming make sure they're not too similar to each other apparently it doesn't matter yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay so so now they're basically all together. The group is all together. So it's like obviously fast forward timing. And Jake, they're obviously telling Jake. And Jake is always like, you fool. <laughs> um, Jake's number number one role in this whole group is being uh, telling everybody Dad. off until uh, yeah. Marco says, well, how about we go do this? And he's like, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel's like, was it a big deal? And Jake's like, was it a big deal? Was it a big deal? You rushed into an alligator pit? And he's like, crocodile, not alligator. Cassie corrects him. <laughs> and um, and so Cassie's like, she did save the kid. I think Cassie's very much on her side, even though she did something stupid. But um, and, and my mom did like, not give a speech to my class. So we're all winners yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Distraction. Distraction. Everybody um, lived. Nobody got exposed. It's fine. <laughs> we're good. Um and Jake's like, but she became so close to exposing our secret. And but it also took a lot of like the like the author described Jake's voice a lot of this is like silky. And it was like, the fuck are I you know, talking seriously? about Rachel? I was just <laughs> like, like a silky, dangerous silky? voice coming from Jake, like, wait a minute, again. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was, I was just like, I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm like, why are you describing this preteen voice? Preteen boy, yes. Yeah, I'm like, go away. <laughs> if anything, it's cracking. <laughs> His low, silky voice. And then it cracks oh. into squeaky high <laughs> screams. 
And just, I'm just like, oh my god, please stop. Mm. Rachel then goes into describing a little bit about, you know, the bar and their headquarters, rehabilitation clinic, all of that. You know, how Jake's in charge, but he wouldn't vote himself in charge, but somebody just has to do it. And it's like, you know, you never want someone to be the boss that really wants to be the boss. I don't know. It was very much just like, we've, we've heard this before. Jake Love is the leader, yada, yada, yada. reluctantly. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and then we she goes into Marco. Marco is Jake's best friend. Um, he's not the leadership type. She actually compliments him. She says he's very smart, but unfortunately he uses all his brains to make stupid jokes. And she's like, well, he wouldn't use, he, if he used all of his brain, he'd make better jokes, which I thought was funny. And then she goes <laughs> into calling him cute, although not as cute as he thinks he is. See, it'd be impossible for anyone to be as cute as Marco thinks. And I know Marco likes Rachel, and but Rachel and Tobias totally have a thing. So I wonder if there's going to be like this weird like shift in um, I don't the know. romances. I think it's just an antagonistic relationship that they have between the two of them, her and Marco. Although mm. I will say Tobias and her don't have a lot of screen time this book. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like she described him later about like, you know, his like crazed blonde hair. And I was like, I was like in dreamy expression, but I was like, I was kind of expecting her to describe him more romantically. I know, seriously. When she talks about him human, but she didn't. Instead, it was more on Marco this chapter, which I was like, wait a minute, like... I don't know, we'll see how other books go, but, like, maybe they'll get along differently. Maybe. So, basically, everybody's, you know, back and forth, back and forth about what she did, right thing, and dialogue about people. Um, but Tobias is basically, like, done with this, and he mind speaks to Rachel. Um, ask Jake what he would have done. That'll get him off your back for sure. And so Rachel asks Jake, what would you have done? And uh, Jake is like, the point is secrecy. So he like deflects. <laughs> and then Rachel's like, I actually liked Rachel for this. I was like, she's like, Jake, I said what I said. What would you have done in my place? <laughs> and, so that, <laughs> and so that ends chapter five. So we get into chapter six. Jake basically answers, um, I would have done the same thing, but it doesn't make it right. And I'm like, bitch. <laughs> um, so we then then marco gets an obi-wan kenobi reference in there um so we've got that we've had two xena warrior princess references already <laughs> um and so basically now they're going into this whole thing of um the, the plot so yeah the plot so basically there's news the sharing the cult is going to hire that kid from powerhouse as a spokesman and marco's like okay so basically like that tv show um, that's strange. Well, anyway, I have homework piled on. Plus, I have a new Nintendo game. You know, the one where blank. And basically, Cassie, because, like, he stopped because Cassie and Rachel are staring at them with their mouth opens. And this is where I was sort of, like, annoyed a little bit, too, where, like, Marco and Jake are like, what's uh, what's with them? And uh, basically, they're like, Jeremy Jason McColl, which, hilarious name, is going <laughs> to endorse the sharing. And um, they're like, yeah, it's not too bad, but it's not like anyone cares. He's just some wimpy little actor. Uh, he's not like a Michael Jordan or a Brett Favre or a Wayne Gretzky. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and then Fuck. Ax- so it's funny because, like, it's not – Jake's like, it's not like he's Michael Jordan and Marco's like – or Brett Favre. And then Tobias is like, or Wayne Gretzky. And Axe is like, what's an actor? <laughs> <laughs> which, oh, I did. Which, I love. Exci- I love Axe during this whole thing. <laughs> yes. Which, which, like in that encyclopedia he had, there wasn't like the word actor. <laughs> yeah, right. He had the almanac. And yeah. it didn't, didn't involve that at all. And he's like, "What's a dork?" And like, because they're because basically Marco and Axe like actors are dorks, actors are whatever. And I was like, yeah, Axe. What, what's a dork? <laughs> so it's uh, this consensus is his name is Jeremy Jason McColl and he's from a show called Powerhouse. So the consensus is he's supposed to be Jonathan Taylor Thomas from, from Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Thank you. Yeah. I keep 
I kept saying tool time in my head, which is the show <laughs> that's on home improvement. But yeah. You were getting close. Yeah, you're circling yeah. there. <laughs> so he's because the he's Jonathan Taylor Thomas alleg- analogy or yeah. whatever the word is for. Analog. That's the word I'm looking for. So basically, all the girls are like, oh my God, he's so cute. And then the guys are like, I don't see the big deal. Well, when was, was Chad Michael Murray? When did was that like uh, early? No, aughts? that was way. At, he was after this. Chad yeah, McElmurray he, he, was like two. Chad McElmurray was like aughts, early aughts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, the the triple name threat, dude. That's how. That's how you get to be a teen power superstar. <laughs> yeah. But either way, Marco and Jake are being total hetero like sporty bros <laughs> and like whatever. Yeah, they, they like, like Wayne Gretzky and Brett Favre. I mean. Uh. <laughs> Because he's cool because he's an athlete and actors are dorks. And it's like, whatever, bro. So basically, like, the boys just, like, don't get it. And the girls, as usual, have to spell it out for them to be like, if they get him as a spokesperson, they are going to be signing up girls left and right for the sharing. Honestly, when they said that, it was like, but just sharing, like, do you guys realize what you're getting with a lot of preteen girls that's a lot yeah yeah like we're gonna have an army of preteen girls but this could Uh, also mean that they get access to their siblings and their parents you know yeah 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 once i part part two two together it sounds like a headache going to into that it's like (laughs) that's a hard way to start acquiring the human race is to first go after the preteen girls not to mention like once the hosts figure out like oh shit this is bad and do you know how stubborn teenage yes, girls are? Yes. They're just going to be like, no, I'm just going to resist in public at the mall. Or, 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 or the, the hormones like raging back and forth and just like the crying and the screaming and then the no, I'm okay. And then the sullen and it's just like the gear kiss. I would love to see time. an OC where Visor 3 uh, like infests a teenage girl. That would be hilarious. Like, like, I can't get control of this one. <laughs> <laughs> somebody out there make it happen i'll take it i'll take like a, a comic book strip and don't be uh, gross about it don't be gross <laughs> anyway yeah so they're going back and forth about like what would happen and the problem with like if he gets infested and endorses the sharing and then we cut to yeah well, they basically have to try to figure out him, whether he's a, a controller already or not. Yeah, yeah. Which is a good suspicious thing. Um, okay. So yeah, at least they're basically, having better forethought. <laughs> yeah. So um, Rachel is back at home. She's with her two little sisters, Sarah and Jordan. They're watching, actually, they're actually watching Powerhouse with Jason, Jeremy, and Nicole. She asks her sister, I believe it was... Um, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan, because she's, she's a little older. She's, yeah. So basically, she's like, do you think this guy is cute? on a scale of 1 to 10, and, and well, this is cute, Jordan's like, on a scale of 1 to 10, maybe 1,000, and then um, she, and then Jordan's like, he's even cuter than that guy Marco, you know, the one who Cassie's, Cassie, or cousin Jake's friend. This was and a red like, flag, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, Morgan, in like the end, are they gonna have like Marco and Jordan be a thing, like the 10 years later? That, yeah, like freaking Harry and Ginny and yes, Harry Potter. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so apparently Marco's really cute. That's apparently what we're getting from this book, 12 books in. <laughs> um, so even though he's short. So apparently people have a problem with that. But, um, and then she also asks, um, would you, ooh, the more important question, if there was a club you could belong to, that would mean you might get to meet Jeremy, Jay, and she doesn't even finish. And her sister is just like leaping up being like, what club, what club, what club? And Rachel's like, fuck. 
that answered my question. Um, <laughs> so it even confirmed, like, yeah, this can't happen. This just cannot happen. Um, so she's surfing the web, as they did with dial-up back in the day. And she went to, like, a page on Jason Jeremy Cole's two pages long. It was a biography. She printed it out. Um, it was like a schedule of his appearances. It looks slightly out of date. Um, and she scrolled down, and she saw that basically he's going to be on the Barry and Cindy Sue show on the road, which is on the road, which is right in our town for the week. So basically, this week, he's going to be on the show. He's probably going to promote the sharing. And um, they, they basically, it's, it's now. It's going to happen. They have to get access to the show to get access to Jeremy Jason. So... Also now, something starts happening. Her breathing becomes short and rough like she was being squeezed. A swarming uh, feeling of heat needles spread across her skin. He, she sucked in air, pushed herself back from a computer, and she notes her hand. Her hand was green. Dark, molted, reptile green. Rachel basically is morphing out of her control and morphing into the alligator. Crocodile. Crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, and she, and so like, but it's uncontrolled. Like she can't control it. Like she, it's just happening when like, she, you know, she usually, she has to like focus on it and she's not at all. It's just like doing this and she's trying to focus on morphing out and it's not stopping, but then it stops. She almost becomes a full crocodile, but then it stops become bug-like. And I think it becomes, it's just now morphing into a fly. So now she's, and it, so this is weird though, where you can't morph between morphs. So you have to go to your base more, you have to go to your base form first before you can morph again. But this is weird because she's like morphing crocodile, not all done morphing, then is morphing back into an ant and then a fly um, this time. So Sorry, technically, fly. Morgan, she does morph ant again. This is evidence. Just yes, giant ant. Later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then base and she's like obviously you know, she's looking really freaking weird and she's taking her, apparently her room is very small work and not house a 20 foot crocodile, but it's, it's just out of control. And then like, she's growing and shrinking and then she's growing again. And her, the last morph she's going to is, um, elephant cause she's getting big, big. Um, and so with the, like how big she is though, like basically crunch a drop boom she's suddenly in the kitchen so basically she was so heavy she broke her freaking floor into her kitchen <laughs> so crash crunch she also thinks oh crap did i just crush my sisters that's <laughs> a really my, sad my, thought or my yeah. mom which is also like oh fuck well, but we, we knew her mom was her mom out went, at the store yes. yeah went yes. out yeah yeah so, so it's just her gone, and her sister's home her sister she heard jordan's voice so she knows jordan's alive sarah she also then learns that sarah's alive jordan's like where is rachel jo- jordan was smart enough to call the police 911 so police are gonna come out um rachel she's screaming where are rachel where are you rachel and she's like jordan yes it's my voice so basically and rachel basically just lies in the rubble and she's basically just like i'm gonna lie here the cops are gonna come and probably the fire department too um and you know they kept telling her not to worry and what she's like what did they know have they ever suddenly turned into a crocodile had uncontrolled morphing and this whole deal so she's obviously concerned about it but she's having a bad day yeah but (laughs) we'll get into this before because this is something that she should not have waited on to get more information on (laughs) yeah no seriously um, She's, she's getting interviewed by news people, and they're basically like, how does it feel to fall into a crocodile pit and then have your house fall on you? All in the and, same day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's like, she's being like sarcastic, but also I think very upfront. She's like, not very good. Like, don't you think you're credibly lucky? I'm like, um, no, if I were lucky, I wouldn't keep falling. <laughs> like, she's basically just not having it, but she's also not giving these reporters anything so that they'll just like go the fuck away. <laughs> Do you have any advice for other kids like yourself? Um, yes. My advice is don't fall into crocodile pits and don't have a house fall on you. <laughs> right? It's like, duh, lady. <laughs> um, so Ca- Cassie, Cassie shows up. They lock eyes. Um, 
you know, she's, you know, Cassie's like, how are you? And Rachel's like, I'm fine. Um, I'd be even more fine if I weren't suddenly the amazing falling girl. Her mom talks to her. She's like, oh, honey, are you okay? I love you, blah, blah, blah. And Rachel's like, no, fine. She's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, like, and, and then her mom goes off and like, we're going to make so much money off of this. We have insurance. We're going to sue the <laughs> fuck out of people. <laughs> Which is great. Then her dad comes. She calls him daddy. And then dad <laughs> later. Um, and she basically talks about my parents are divorced. Um, and they use this, like, when their parents talk to each other, they use this, like, fake nice voice to each other. <laughs> which mm-hmm. is yeah. funny. So her, if you remember from a previous book, her dad moved away to another state. But he comes in, I think, like, once a month. Um, and he's, like, also, like, a news person, a newscaster. Um, so basically, he, it's now his time is here. Um, you know, he's, like, and Rachel's like, oh, I'm fine, Dad. Don't worry about it. Then with this, she actually asks her dad to, like, go onto one of the shows. But she mentions specifically, because she, first she wasn't going to do talk shows. Then she's like, wait a minute, Dad, I'll do one. Can you get me onto that Cindy and Sue Barry show? Barry and Cindy, Barry Barry and Cindy <laughs> Sue show, which Thank is hard you. to say. <laughs> and it's also probably Regis and Kathy Lee, because this is before it was Regis and Kelly, so. I only know Judge Judy and Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a morning talk show variety show thing so and then and then barry is very regis e when we actually get to meet him so (laughs) yeah so basically rachel has seized on her opportunity to use her dad's connections and to get onto that show when they're in town so that she can meet jeremy jason mccall and you know do the whole thing is he controller maybe get him not to promote the sharing like do the whole thing um which is great and she so far has not told anybody even though Cassie was right there about her thing. <laughs> so. I know, seriously. Well, actually, because she hasn't gotten to be alone with Cassie yet when she was, because she started about her parents and stuff in the hospital, so she couldn't really, yeah. like, tell her quite what yet I mean. what happened. But she should have, like, said, take, hey. Like five minutes. We need, we need it. We need a powwow here at some point really quickly. <laughs> yeah. Like, she could have a coded message or something. Hey, hey, guys, I just want to talk to Cassie really quick. You like, can't text her because they don't have cell phones yet. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I was just like, I was like something like, make an excuse to talk to your friend for five minutes. Yeah. So they whisk her to the hospital, and she's, like, fine. And so they're all like, it's a miracle. Uh, but it's because she landed when she was an elephant and then demorphed and was fine. And then she goes to stay with her dad at the hotel room that he has that's in kind of like a high-rise fancy hotel and she immediately goes to order room service and this is me every time i go to a restaurant she's like i'd like a salad with the poppy seed dressing and um i'd like the cheeseburger and fries and cherry pie a la mode and cancel the salad (laughs) i was just like yeah go rachel (laughs) you had a day So she's like, yeah, I don't care about health right now. I'm going to have some junk food. It's been a day. Yeah. And um, so she's waiting for her order when the phone rings and it's Cassie. And she's super relieved to hear from her. And Cassie's like, are you alone? And she's like, yeah, my dad's out doing work and stuff. And five minutes later, a great horned owl flies in through Rachel's window, which is Cassie. Cassie's like, what happened? Why did your house collapse? Mm -hmm. And Rachel has this excuse that she was clicking around the internet and must have fallen asleep and had a nightmare, which caused her to more crocodile. And Cassie's like, well, the crocodile wouldn't have caused the floor to collapse. And also, I've had plenty of nightmares and never morphed in my sleep. And Rachel's like, well, actually, it was the elephant morph. See, I think I dreamed morphing the crocodile because I went straight from crocodile to elephant, which is impossible. And Cassie doesn't really believe her, but is like, okay, we need to talk to Axe about this. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, once again, Rachel says, don't tell Jake because he'll just make me stay home from the mission and I need to meet Jeremy Jason McColl. <laughs> and Cassie informs Rachel that he's already out on the bay on a yacht uh, owned by a movie producer. So they make a plan to go and find and like spy on him the next day. I love how these girls are like really good at stalking this actor. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> they're just like impressed. Jeez, you know what? You know his uh appearance schedules, you know where he's actually staying. Jeez, they went deep diving. <laughs> yeah. And so Cassie agrees and Rachel's like, "Yes, yeah, so I'll go talk to Axe about it." Um that night Rachel is racked with bad dreams. Um, but doesn't morph at all, and she takes a taxi to school the next day, which, like, what? goals. <laughs> <laughs> her parents didn't drive her? She just well, her dad was out. Her mom is staying with a different... Her mom's staying with her family. Yeah. Her, her grandmother, I think. Yeah, Rachel's grandmother. And then, um, the dad is out and about, like, doing stories while he's there, which... I thought her dad really was, like, sense. also trying to control... Rachel stories with the yeah, media damage control damage control and trying to like kind of protect his daughter a bit and then just do that one show that she wants to do because mm-hmm. he's like I'm a reporter I'll keep the other reporters off your back and make sure that they don't bother you mm-hmm. um so <laughs> this is relatable she has to deal with a lot of dumbass comments about uh her recent escapades when she's at school People are passing her in the hallway saying dumb shit. And she gives enough sarcastic responses that everyone's shut up about it by the time lunch rolls around. (laughs) People being dumb at school? No way. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, I bet you think you're hot stuff. And she's like, yeah, I really enjoyed the fact that my house fell on me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, okay, thanks for making those stupid comments. And then people figure that she's not full of herself by the time lunch happens. So they've kind of got bored. And... Then she gets called into the assistant principal's office, assistant principal Chapman's office, and he is, like, concerned because of all of the shit that went down the day before. And she's like, Rachel, your grades have dropped this last semester. Not a lot, but your teachers think you aren't applying yourself the way you used to. And she's like, I still have an A average. And he's like, barely. And I'm like, okay, no teacher would no be like... No teacher would be like, hey, we're, we're noticing you're dropping your grade. She's like, I have an A average. We're like, what the heck? Like, then why is there even Fuck a off. red flag here? <laughs> yeah, I went from an A to an A minus. I would never notice that. So what I think is that he checked... Like, Chapman must have checked before this meeting and, like, looked and say, okay, like, tracked her grade went from an A plus to an A. Like, they're dropping a little bit. So it's not that the teachers brought it up. He probably talked to the teachers and asked. Because, yeah, like, once we get to the point of it all, he's trying to see if he can recruit a a traumatized girl to the sharing. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, but it's like, that's a weird grasping at straws kind of reason to be bringing a kid into the office (laughs) yeah he he implies that because of all of this stuff like her parents just got divorced and her dad moved away that she fell into the crocodile pit on quote-unquote accident like that she she was being careless because she had a death wish and started to invite her to the sharing and she's getting kind of like nervous about it and suddenly she noticed she's feeling all like warm and itchy and she looks down at her feet and discovers that she has like grizzly bear feet and she's trying to keep her shit together about that and chapman just keeps like going on and on lecturing her and her shoelaces because her feet get so big her shoelaces snap really loudly and he's like what was that and she's like nothing 
I didn't hear anything. And he just keeps talking <laughs> and she tries to calm herself down. And then he's like, okay, go back to class. And so she quickly shoves her tattered shoes into her backpack and walks to the door. And she turns back around and sees Chapman staring at her feet. And she's like, oh, you like my new boots? And he's like, the things you kids will wear. And she plays it off and manages to escape and demorph in the hallway. And As goes- like... Like the number two yerk to visitor three. Yeah. Uh, you don't think that would have been a little bit of a red flag there for that yerk. Right. <laughs> like I didn't notice these ugly boots when she walked in, but okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And she goes to the locker of her, her gym locker and gets her gym shoes and wears those, which is fortunate that she has that. Um, so she makes it to the end of the day and she asks, oh no, she's supposed to go and ask Axe about her morphing problem. But instead, she just goes straight behind the school to meet up with the other Animorphs. Um, She calls both parents and tells them that she's hanging out with Cassie and goes into the woods behind the school. Um, Tobias kind of sees her and lets her know that she's clear to morph. And after a not-so-gross morphing sequence, it was actually like a really chill description. She's like turning snowy white and she becomes the mighty seagull. (laughs) Eater of fish, french fries, melted candy, eggs, Burger King whoppers, popcorn, beef jerky, pickle slices, maraschino, cherries, cheese puffs, burritos, and basically any other food that's ever been invented. Don't forget there's that video of a seagull eating a rabbit. Oh my god. Jesus. Like like (laughs) swallowing it whole. Like birds Ah! will swallow shit whole. Yeah. Jesus. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's a seagull. It's really, it's really weird. Or maybe not a like, maybe oh, it no, like God. no, 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 no. Okay. Um, swall- yeah, seagull swallowing rabbit. Jesus. Google it. Yep. No, 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 thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Swallows it whole. She describes herself as king of scavengers, lord of the trash. I flapped my wings and took to the sky. <laughs> apparently lord of Peter rabbit. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Googling that, but y'all can Google that on your own time. Um, You're welcome. And so she gets a little bit too into the seagull and gets too into, like, looking for trash. And Tobias has to snap her out of it. And she knows that it's not really like related a, to yeah, the morphing. You having fun there, Rachel? She's just, yeah, like, <laughs> zooming around. Yeah. And she knows it's not really related to the out-of-control morphing thing, but she's still, like, bothered by it. Especially since she's done the seagull morph before, so she should have control over it. So she, um, she gets embarrassed and is more angry at herself for doing that because you know she should have it under control and she doesn't and she doesn't have anything else under control so you know it's uh just adding on to her problems a lot of rachel books have been her kind of just not having control i will say yes last few ones definitely yep that's a major theme in her books for sure so she heads to the beach to meet up with the other animorphs and that is where we'll go ahead and pause for this week. And we'll get back to part two next week. As they go and stalk the movie star on his yacht. Whoop, whoop. So if you had the seagull morph, which celebrity would you be stalking on their yacht? Oh, jeez. Who has a yacht? I know, right? <laughs> uh, honestly, if I was in seagull morph, I don't really care. I think I'd just be going after all the leftover hamburgers yeah, and french fries like- and stuff. That sounds fine. <laughs> Yeah, bother some people for their french fries. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go dive bomb some uh, fancy cars uh, in Birdmore, Yeah, too. I'd more be likely fun. be yeah, using be that to poop on, on people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I'd be having a lot of fun just sitting on a busy pier doing that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't care who's on a yacht. <laughs> There's much Same. more chaos that can be done on the beachfront. 
You could probably infiltrate a lot of things if you had, like, a sparrow morph. Because how many times have you been in, like, the grocery store and seen, like, a sparrow up there? Oh, those are so cute. And they're all running around and flying in the grocery store. Yeah. Um, I I shop at sanitary places. <laughs> flying everywhere. That's true. So. This is a food for less problem. <laughs> this is, yeah. Uh, okay, well, fine then, <laughs> Mr. Hoity Toity. I mean, I bit, I bit in stores that have that too, and I think it's cool. But <laughs> uh, well, you can send me videos of seagulls eating non-live things <laughs> at Morgan underscore Slay, or you well, can. I don't think the rabbit was alive, but it did. Oh, eat it. Just... okay, much better. <laughs> by the way it was flopping about i'm sure it was oh. dead well now i need to see it i think cause no matter what like i like it's gonna be worse than what it actually is anyway uh, uh you can email us not that stuff at middlemorph at gmail.com no wait i'm not supposed to say that part you can tweet us at middlemorph find us more animorph memes because we want to retweet you yeah yeah Jason, where can we find you? People can find me on Twitter at bottomus underscore prime. I forget what it was, but there's some really cute anamorph, baby anamorph art that someone posted on Reddit. So kudos to that person. Um, yeah, it was adorable. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Twitter. And Kate, how can people get in touch with you? I am not on social media. So, you know, if you want to go and write a message like on a dollar bill and fold it into, you know, some intricate origami and put it out there into the world, I'll eventually find that message. Or to make it a little bit more simple, you can email us at middlemorph at gmail.com. Maybe make a seagull and throw it into the wind. There we go. Yes. So, okay. Actually, scratch that. Make it a hundred dollar bill. Write your message, <laughs> and then uh, origami that into a seagull and put that in the wind. And I'll go find it when I'm in seagull morph out there at the beach. <laughs> exactly. This this will this is foolproof. This is a great way of communicating. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week for part two of book twelve, the reaction. Yeah. More crocodile shit is going to go down. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.